This is a free download from Delancey Healing Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Healing Church building at the Banks and Sanctuaries in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyhealing.co.uk. is that actually in the human brain, rather than certain information being stored in certain points, the truth is actually that lots of information is stored all over the brain, but it's pulled together to be sort of sent out as your message or whatever it is you're trying to say. So the reality is exactly what we just said. If you were actually full of Jesus in your brain, it would be throughout your brain, not just in one area or anything. I thought that was quite interesting, really, because it literally would be the analogy of the Brighton Rock right through the brain. Um, So here I was pondering these questions. I decided to look at them properly and try and work out what we could do. And then I hit upon the message for today. And I'm going to, uh, as I say, I'm going to use every possible means. I'm just going to move this a bit closer so I don't have to quite turn so much around. So, here we have the cross, and I'm sure you're all wondering, what in the world are you going to do now? Because I'm renowned for doing all sorts of weird and wonderful things, aren't I? Well, this is what I wear in my chain of work, my line of work. And I wear this pretty regular. And I'm going to put it on now, and I'm going to show you what I'm getting at. Ooh, it's always a peak to put up. Right. So, I put this on... And it's not the easiest thing to get on at best of times, but even less when you're wearing a speaker. But I put this on, and I harness myself up like this. And if you wouldn't mind sharing the next slide, Debbie. And I go places like this. And that there is how I connect. And a lot of these buildings have got things called man-safe systems. A lot of them haven't, but some have. So this, if you like, is my lifeline because I latch onto one of those man-safe systems and those pictures up there, the one on the left is a a very big multi-storey development in Jersey. You can see the power tower down there at the Collet in Jersey. Top right is actually stood on top of the control tower at Jersey Airport looking down on the aircraft, if you can see that. Bottom right is the Nan's Church in Alderney, up the very top by the spire. And bottom left is the roof of Oasis or only this week. And that's not me, by the way, in case you don't recognise me in that <laughs> position. That's, that's my colleague that was working with me at the time. But I just took the picture to give you an idea. Many of the roofs haven't got these upstands, so very often it's quite hairy up there. And it all seems very nice and a nice summery picture, but when it's wet, wet and windy, it's not quite so, so pleasant. But the point is, I latch onto those systems. Well, why am I telling you that? It seems like a strange story to tell you just to, just to make a point. Well, it's really quite simple. It's not that many years ago I was petrified of heights. I mean, I am talking petrified. 
I'm talking one height of a ladder and I would be absolutely frozen. Right? Absolutely frozen. If I tried to go up on a big building and stand there and work, no chance. Absolutely no chance at all. To the stage where literally on occasions I felt like I've had to get other people to help me down. Now I haven't, I've overcome that. But my point is, at the end of the day, I just could not get there. I remember uh, I, I knew I had to do this sort of work. You know, it was part of what was going to come to me. So, what did I do? I took my problem to God. I took my problem to God. And I prayed. And I prayed. And I prayed. And I said to God, you know, I can't do this myself. This is a practical example. I cannot do this myself. I need something more. I couldn't overcome. There was a step that I just couldn't seem to get beyond that line of overcoming this problem. And I took my problem to God. And I used to, um, I knew when I was going to sites where I'd have to do this sort of work, and I used to sit there in the car, petrified, thinking, oh no, you know, I'm going to have to go up there. And of course, a lot of the other guys are quite used to it and quite happy up there, so, it, you know, it's quite embarrassing when the boss comes along and can't get up there. <laughs> it doesn't look too good. But, you know, the thing is, what I did, and what I want to share with you today, I should have opened this ready. But instead of trusting myself, I trusted God. I latched on to God. I connected myself with God and allowed him to become my man's safe system. Yeah? My mind needed to change. And the only way I was going to change that mind was to latch on to God. No longer relying on my strengths, but actually relying on God's strengths. A real practical example, if you like, of how God use the situation and do you know I want to tell you today that there is no better place to latch on to than God I've latched on to many things in my life I've dragged them around actually it's more the truth I've dragged around things in my life and they hold you back for when you latch on to God you release yourself to do things you couldn't do before you release yourself to, to things new heights Excuse the pun. New heights that you couldn't reach trying to do them yourself. So I wanted to say to you today that latching on to God is really the right thing to do. But the thing is, this this battle is not excuse me, I'm just going to take this off. This battle is not a physical battle. There was not ever for a moment a point where physically I couldn't walk up that roof, get up there do the work I had to do nothing was stopping me physically everything was in the mind because when I overcame it when God changed my mind he changed what I was capable of yeah when God renewed my mind about that situation he changed completely what I was capable of So what's this got to do with two pounds of jelly up there? Um, well, actually, I wish that was the end of the story. And it's only part of it. We're going to plan, sort of. Um, you see, the thing is, sadly, I couldn't claim that I kept that reliance. 
I got to that period, got to that point, but I didn't keep that reliance. Soon I felt comfortable climbing up to those roofs. Soon I felt quite comfortable standing doing the work at high level, chatting to the guys, doing whatever I had to do. Um, soon I became very trusting in the man-safe systems that were connected to the, the roofs of the building, and soon I became comfortable with the whole situation. And soon, not surprisingly, I started to leave God out of it. I used to pray every single time before I went up on a building. I used to pray, God, keep me safe because I want to go home tonight. I want to go and see family, kids, all that. And then I stopped doing it because I felt comfortable. And that's the message I really want to bring you today. We get comfortable and we start leaving God out. We get comfortable and we refill those spaces that we created when we had the problem with all that rubbish that gets in the way. The spaces in my mind which I'd managed to make space for God to take over and knock out my, my fear had suddenly been filled with all that rubbish. Just maybe this next slide might give you some sort of an idea of how my mind was, possibly how your mind could be. I'm not making judgments on anybody today. This is just simply representing a a message. My mistake, of course, is a mistake we all make, and that's becoming comfortable in our relationship with God and not challenging it, not making space, not not knocking the things out that take the place. It cannot be surprising then when God can't seem to get in and talk to us. It can't be surprising when maybe some of our prayers seem to go unanswered. It can't be surprising when sometimes we feel there's a bit of a separation between us and God. But there's one thing that I've said in this church so many times. It's never God that's moved away. It's never, ever God that's moved away. I believe more than ever that the enemy in in Satan is using every possible stealth tactic to divert your mind to take over your mind because when he takes over your mind he takes over you and very often and too easily we're not even aware of it see the thing is if he knocks out your mind he takes the big guns out your fight because your mind as I was saying before were able to overcome things but if your mind has been taken then you've got not, not that strength to overcome it anymore And you know, this is so much how the enemy works today. There's so much propaganda, there's so much news that's full of rubbish. Um, News for news sake, as I call it. Um, And so many invasions on your mind's time and your mind's thinking. Joyce Mayer uh, had an interesting quote, you cannot have a positive life and a negative mind. So Satan is, is... affecting your mind negatively it is stopping you from having the positive life that God wants you to have Marcus Aurelius uh, the Roman uh, actually said you have power over your mind not outside events realise this and you'll find strength so in other words we can't always control what's outside but we can control our minds we can take control take ownership of them So a very good question to ask at this point, and I'm rushing on because I'm going to get you finished, is how? Okay, um, in 1 Peter verse 13 we can find uh, a definition, sorry, a uh, verse, gird up the loins of your mind. 
We've all heard that, haven't we? Have we ever actually thought about what that really means? Gird up your loins. Look at the definition and it actually says to summon one's inner resources in preparation for action. So it says in our Bible, it says in our Bible, gird up the loins of your mind. In other words, summon up what you've got inside you, summon up and all the resources and prepare for action using your mind. That's amazing. It's just such small words, but it's so, so important. So what I realised for me, and you may decide that you're as weak as me, or you may decide you're on a completely different level and all way up there in, in, in some other plane, but what I realised was I needed to hand over not only me, I needed to not only have my relationship with God, but I made, needed to make absolutely sure that that relationship, including, handed my entire mind over to God so that he could use it. So that he could actually populate it and, and make it what it should be. Maybe, just maybe, making it look a little bit more like this slide that I'm just hoping goes up behind me. There's no point in, in praying if I don't believe that God will answer. How often do we do that? I don't know if, if you're like me, but I find praying is not easy. A lot of people say, no, it's really easy. I'll tell you, it isn't. Well, it isn't for me. I pray and every, every single thing that's been going on in the week comes into my mind when I start praying. Every possible disruption, every possible cross thought comes into my mind when I start praying. And I have to spend five, ten minutes trying to knock out all those things so I can get to the quiet time. I don't know about you. Maybe you're better at praying than me, I don't know. But it's so easy, isn't it, to get distracted and that is Satan distracting us. See, the thing is, what I want to say to you is if you've got red jelly and you want to get green jelly, you've got to put some colour change in, haven't you? You've got to add some colour to end up with that other colour jelly. Well, actually, you know, to be quite honest, if we've got doubts, failings, weaknesses, then we've got to add some faith, haven't we? We've got to add some faith. We've actually got to find faith to replace those things and change the colour. There may be one or two there may be one or two here that haven't committed your life to Jesus, but I'm sure the majority here I know have changed their lives, have prayed a repentance prayer, have believed that they've taken Jesus into their hearts. So then today Let's start summoning up today, not tomorrow, today, let's start summoning up, girding our loins of this power that Jesus put in you on that day. Let's start girding it up, let's do something about it, let's start knocking out, cleaning out those areas of our mind that Satan is taking control of and let's do something for Jesus. Let's not just talk about it and let's not put it off because today is the day that we can start changing. Getting closer to God is one of the many ways that you can do it. You can read a book, you can go to a house group, you can join a Bible study, men's or ladies group, or all sorts of things. All these things are great. 
what's right for your neighbour sat next to you right now might not necessarily be right for you because lots of people do things in lots of ways. One thing is for sure though, God is always there. God is always listening. God is always ready to hear from you and he's always ready to talk to you. The question is whether your mind is ready. The Holy Spirit is the one, one of the amazing ways that God can speak to us. He can do it through uh, sound, vision, surroundings, uh, circumstances, heart feelings. There's so many ways that the Holy Spirit can talk to you and actually do something real. It's always going to be tough if you're not ready to receive. So I'm drawing to a close. Let me finish with some resources that I wanted to share with you. And I want to just read from Colossians 3, 2-4. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Do not think only about things down, on, down here on earth, for you died with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is, is your real life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. You will share in his glory. That doesn't say might, that says you will share in his glory because you are saved through the blood of Jesus as we've already heard this morning I'd ask you to dwell on these words and take them into your mind and allow them to to invade all the corners of your mind that up to now Satan has managed to, to secure for his fight you're very special very valuable to God you're a very very special person and for anybody that at this moment is thinking that anything, anything in your mind that has invaded your mind and taken capture of an area of your mind, let me tell you now, God has the victory over that thought. You can put it under your feet right now in the strength of Jesus and you can stamp on it and say, I am not going to let that thought rise up because Jesus saves me. I'd like to offer you Psalm 100 uh, as I draw to a close. And I really am drawing to a close. I'm not going to do the next 20 minutes on the basis of I'll get there eventually. And finally, I offer you Psalm 100 verses 1 to 5 to encourage you to fill your minds with good things, to chase out all that the world would have you carrying around. I spoke a couple of weeks ago about, um, it was the SAS actually, were talking about it, and they were talking about psychologically breaking the, the, the soldiers, if you like, uh, that are in training. And it isn't their physicality that gets broken. The comment was they can break that easily. It's the mind. It's the mind that gets broken. And I spoke a couple of weeks ago, I can't even remember where it was, one of the prayer meetings, I think, where I just said that I was amazed by this particular point which was just that what they said was depending on how much weight they put on the back of a soldier it's directly relevant to how quickly they will break the soldier's mind because the soldier starts to believe he can never get to his goal the more weight he carries so I'm here to tell you today that if you've got weight in your backpack you need to get rid of it now you need to take control of it. You need to take it out of your mind, throw it on the floor, stamp on it, and don't carry it round because that could be stopping you believing you can get to your goal.
Psalm 100, 1 to 5. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know, meaning perceive, recognise, understand, and with approval, that the, that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and think offering and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and say to him, bless and affectionately praise his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness and truth endure to all the generations. I want to encourage you this morning to not be a bystander, to apply your personal two pounds of jelly to the cause, to give to the cause, to give God true and free reign over your mind and your body. And not to plan to do that sometime later, to do that right now, right here, right this minute, asking God to invade and capture your heart right now. Because one thing that the Satan will tell you time and time again, get round to it later when you're better prepared. Well, let me tell you, you're never better prepared than right this moment because God wants you exactly how you are right now. That's how God takes you. God doesn't want you to prepare yourself. God doesn't want you to get right first or anything. God wants to take you as you are because he loves you as you are. If the musicians could come back, please. You see, the thing is, you are a child of God. God loves every single hair on your head. He has a plan for you. He's got nothing but love for you. And Satan takes those areas and he tries and breaks them down. He tries to convince you in your mind that something is different, but it isn't. That relationship with God, time and time again, we return to God and God just loves us. Exactly as I said in my opening words, God just loves us. God doesn't have all these uh, you know, rules to play by, all these things to concern us. I need to sort this out before I can meet God. I need to get prepared. I need to make sure I can recite at least a few verses of the Bible. I need to make sure that I can pray without thinking about this week's shopping. None of that counts. None of that counts. None of that counts one iota because God's got something to say to you right now, right here. He wants your mind. He wants to have your mind because if he's got your mind, he's got all his power combined with all your power that he's given you to do something truly amazing. And we need to latch on to God. No more man-safe systems. No more worldly creations. Just latch on to God. It's as simple as that. There is nothing else to latch on to. Anything else you're sold is complete nonsense. Latching on to God. Latching on to God, that's where you will find security. Latching on to God, that's where you will find safety. Latching on to God, that's where you'll find love and acceptance and forgiveness and all those things. Thank you for listening. To this, please download from Let's Living Church.
For more downloads and information, all the song chapter, please visit our website at lunchinreader.co.uk.